Through all the clutter of religious and institutional norms, we must never lose sight of what is most important. As he concludes his letter to the Galatians, Paul tells us clearly that Jesus' transforming work in our hearts trumps external rituals and religious protocols. Instead, it's all about a new creation. Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on today's Central Moment. I welcome you to Central Moments. This is the last of our six-week series in this wonderful letter of Paul to the Galatians. And in verse 15 of the last chapter, chapter 6, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Boy, Paul is just ingenious all through chapter 6 of just catching whole concepts in single concise sentences and this again is a summary of the whole letter there were people he would had called in the previous chapter the agitators or sometimes they're called the judaizers who were infiltrating the christian church kind of saying jesus isn't enough you also need to be physically circumcised like in the old covenant in the old testament and you need to take on this jewish identity and he's saying you know what what happens in your flesh externally doesn't mean anything. What counts is the new creation. Because at the heart of our understanding of what Jesus did for us is not only did he die on the cross and defeat the power of sin, but he rose again. He rose again. And it's like, in fact, Jesus says, when you come to me, it'll be like you're born again inside. It's a new genesis. Sometimes we call, talk about the salvation experience in Christ being a, um, a regeneration experience, like a like a, a new genesis happening in our lives. What counts is a new creation. Paul will say in Second Corinthians chapter five, verse seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. This is what's important, and may that always stay the most important thing in our lives. Uh, you know, institutions, religious institutions can often lose sight of what's most important. They start focusing more on self-preservation than championing the most important thing. The most important thing is our people's lives being changed. There's a resurrection life of Jesus being realized in people's hearts. And the most important thing is not just that you're a church attender. I'm glad you are if you are. And if you're not, you probably should be. You need the family of God. Um, I'm grateful you're practicing generosity and helping to finance the work of the church. If you're not, you probably should be doing that uh, because uh, because your heart always follows your money. But I, I want to tell you the most important thing is not those things. The most important thing is that the Spirit of God's transforming you from the inside out, and those other things come as a result. You want to be with God's people. You want to give away what you own to help other people hear the gospel. You want to do all of these things. It's by the new creation. He's come to start a new genesis inside your life. It's clearly the transforming work of Jesus that is the heart of what we represent as a church. It's at the heart of every believer that follows Christ and has been transformed by him. And then he says the next verse, as is common at the end of his letters, peace and mercy to all who follow this rule, uh, to the Israel of God. And here he's kind of playing on them. He's not talking about Israel of the flesh, the literal Israel of the Old Testament and the covenant sign of circumcision that they are Israelites. But he says to the Israel of God, peace and mercy to the Israel of God. And here he's talking about 
the people who are of the Spirit, of the new creation, they are people who are in Christ, who, like Abraham of old, was counter-righteous because of his faith before he was circumcised. And that became the picture that both Jew and Gentile can be made right, can experience can experience the righteousness of God and the work of the Spirit, that new creation in their lives. And he goes on in verse 17 to say, From now on, therefore, let no one cause me trouble. These Judaizers, from this point on, I don't want them causing me any more trouble, for I bear in my body the marks of Jesus. And he's playing with them here. Uh, they're saying you need the mark of circumcision in your body. But he said, uh-uh, I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. That was the price he paid to follow Jesus, all the scourgings, all the beatings. He could, he could point to the wounds that he'd probably bear till the moment he died. Someone once said, you know, when we all stand face to face with Jesus, products of the new creation, he's not going to look for our titles, he's not going to look for our degrees, but he is going to look for our scars. Not necessarily the scars of Jewish identity, but he's going to look for the scars of the new creation and what it cost us to follow him and stay faithful to him. So, Lord, we thank you for the example of the Apostle Paul. We thank you for his passionate, courageous insistence that everything be centered on Jesus and on the new creation that he brings. And let it be true of our lives as well. Thank you for this study in Galatians. Thank you for the gospel, its purity and its power. And may we be committed to it like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.